Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Trying to hit the top stories as best I can. Trying to stay as open-minded as I can. Trying to help you. Talking about predicting the future, a lot of what we do on this show. And looking at, you know, the American workforce. Uh, First-time unemployment claims are fine. Employment's good. Housing's starting to soften a little bit. We could talk about that if you'd like. A lot of people want to talk about jobs, though, and what the job market looks like in the future. Keep in mind that factories have changed a lot in the last 100 years, and we're still going to factory jobs. Not as much. We're always looking for the next Steve Jobs moment, the next who's going to make a lot of money. Don't you wish you can go back and invest more in Amazon and Netflix and Apple? It's tough to imagine Apple going to a trillion dollars market cap, but it did. Now it's how do they get their next trillion, and is that enough for you? This is a big, big, big person, Apple. And yesterday I did a small exercise where I wrote down how many people are on the planet, and then I wrote down how much Apple's worth. Eight billion, one trillion, right? And you're like, wow, they got to sell basically a phone to every single person is what it looks like. Five more zeros. That's a big move. Tesla received a subpoena yesterday from the SEC over Elon Musk's take private tweets. Um, Someone has asked me, should I buy Tesla? And I'm like, "I I can't tell you to do that. I just, I try to do everything I can not to hurt you. Lawrence Kudlow who I find to be a bore and quite stiff, as economist goes. Um, he's talking about China today. So China plans to send Wang to the United States to meet with Treasury Secretary. So uh, Vice Commerce Minister Wang Shuang uh, is coming to the United States for low-level talks in August. And we're spinning it as best we can. Larry Kudlow says... It's a good thing they're sending a delegation here. We haven't had that in quite some time. And I, I just some people you see and you 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 gotta quickly decide what's real news and what's PR, and you gotta decide what's real risk and different types of risks. So one risk that's coming up is the elections. I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm not. I don't pretend for a moment to be a political pundit. I know that the night. Donald Trump got elected, stock markets around the world started to crash, and then one day later, the stocks around the world started to go, I think we'll be fine. So is that risk? Yeah, I think that's risk. I think it's out there. So some dispatches from the future, in the future. Um, 
Markets have had a very volatile week on very little news shift. But sometimes the sentiment changes from she loves me to she loves me not. And we all panic because we want to be loved. We all want love. So uh, sentiment is interesting. Uh, one analyst today is saying Tesla may have less than a 50% chance for a private buyout. He would go away. Oh, by the way, he being Elon Musk, he's talking today that he wants to build a tunnel. His boring tunnel, he wants to build a hyperloop to uh, the forum because it takes too long to get to an, a Lakers game. So, okay, I'm with it. Um, Starbucks is a stock I'm looking at. And for instance, I own Apple, and I'm really having troubles putting my head around. The march to a thousand or the march to a trillion is pretty impressive. And they, they did it, they pulled it off. It's much easier to go from a $10 billion company to a $20 billion, to a $40 billion, to an $80 billion, to $160 billion. To go from $1 trillion to $2 trillion, it's a lot of work. And it's a big, big, big person. The IRS looks at companies as people. So for me, a lot of my money in Apple right now is just, it's a holder. I'm holding it till I find, see a better opportunity in something else. I, I can't imagine it doing a $2 trillion and a $4 trillion company without some sort of major recession happening in that, that period of time. Now, I'm not telling you to sell. I'm telling you start to think about what you do with that gain. Uh, it's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. They're buying back a lot of shares. Warren Buffett's buying a lot of shares. Starbucks made a commitment recently to return $15 billion to shareholders via buybacks and dividends. Starbucks looks tiny comparatively to Apple. And it's tough to get excited about a $15 billion buyback when you know Apple's talking about a $100 billion buyback. But um, Starbucks is... A, I'm comfortable with their, their dividend. If you like income, I, I'm comfortable with it. Starbucks is growing its disbursement at a double-digit clip and offers an attractive 2.8% yield. You're not going to get that at a bank. Now, same-store sales have been weaker. That's weighing on it. It's pretty interesting to watch the millennials and the Generation Xers and how we're growing. Um, yeah, almost. On, on road trips, my neighbor said something pretty funny. I was like, how did you not like stop and hit McDonald's on road trips with your kids? It's kind of like, I don't know. It's, to me, that's a question, right? Anyways, my kids, they, they don't eat salad, so we'd always have to like stop at Sprouts or Fresh Market or something like that. I'm like, that would drive me crazy, because isn't McDonald's kind of convenient on, on road trips when it's just right off, off the freeway? He's like, tell me about it. But the kids today who are eating salads, they're probably going to look at McDonald's as like cigarettes, right? There's nothing wrong with McDonald's. It's not healthy, but I'm, I'm going to shut up, because I'm going to sound kind of mean here. Um... I like Starbucks for their dividend, and I think their food quality is probably admired by people who have kids. And if they continue to get the experience with mobile app right, um, I see a nice future for income. Now, again, it, it depends on what you're really looking for, because is this the same kind of return that you're going to get from an Apple? No. But Regions Financial, it's a regional bank. I like it. Take a symbol RV. For income, it's really a free lunch where you just get growth stock going up, 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 without getting some volatility. But with Regions Financial, you get a nice dividend, and stock's been doing well. And if interest rates continue to go higher, it should do even better. So AbbVie, which is a pharmaceutical company, 
whose biggest selling drug is Humira for rheumatoid arthritis and Crohn's disease, has the highest dividend that I feel comfortable with. It's at 4%. It's been climbing on an annual basis, 22% over the past five years. So I, I can talk about other things other than Apple. AbbVie, great pharmaceutical company, ticker symbol ABBV. Regions Financial, ticker symbol RV. Uh, United Healthcare, um, I like it for the dividend. And for being in healthcare, which isn't going to go anywhere anytime soon. So you get the best of both worlds if you look for companies that have a little bit of growth. Um, and dividend growth, for sure. So uh, Regions Financial, ticker symbol RV, RF, RF. So I'm thinking about going on vacation in an RV, <laughs> right? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Coming up, I got tickets, tickets, tickets. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. You can't take it with you, but you can certainly blow opportunities during the process. The people that I don't like in the financial world are the people that make a killing from trying to sell you financial advice. It bothers me. It bothers me that, you know, some people are always like, stock market always goes higher. You're like, stock market doesn't always go higher. And why, what's your, it doesn't. Is it at all time highs, seven out of 10 years? Yeah. Is it more consistent than, you know, an airline losing your luggage? It's way more consistent. But does that mean that it's a pro-pro for you? I can't say. So Roku has a channel. And I've got a second home that I like to visit. And it's stupid. It's not a financial, it's not a good financial idea. It's just a a life experiences idea, right? So Roku, I've put it up because I want to share my cable subscriptions with myself kind of thing. Um, They've got a channel. And I was like, what's this all about? Because when you plug in a Roku, it's got, you can you can quickly put in channels that you're never going to use, like Comedy Central. Like you're like, oh, maybe I can use a funny clip from that, and then you see that they stock it with free funny clips that last one minute, and you're like, that didn't hold my attention. <laughs> so Roku has got a channel, and what's interesting about it is they show old movies from MGM, Lionsgate, and Warner Brothers, where there's not a lot of money to be made from an older ca- a catalog of older movies. You're not going to create a lot of revenue. So Roku is selling advertising on it. Saying maybe that cheap Rob Black will you know watch a movie. He'll you know say, oh, I want to watch the Maltese Falcon, not the Millennium Falcon. No, 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 the Maltese. And uh, sure enough, I'll make that you know, I'll make it happen, and I'll watch a commercial during it, and they love it. They being the movie companies like Lionsgate because they can't figure out how to, to monetize that. And here they have monetized it. Roku's channel, is, they, they're saying it's worth a, a billion dollars. Um, because there's people out there who want to watch old movies for free. And who don't want to do it through ABC, NBC, CBS, because they don't run a lot of old movies. So it's kind of like a Netflix for old people. Is that fair? An old flicks? I don't know. Don't get mad at me. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. I got tickets for Monster Jam. Monster Jam. I'd love to see you there. Try to pull up my copy. I can't find it. Captain. 
Oh, let's see. Monster Jam Triple Threat Tickets Giveaway. Winner is going to receive a family four-pack to check out Monster Jam Triple Threat Series Saturday, September 1st, 7 p.m. SAP Center. Mike, do I have one set of four or two sets of four? One set of four. I didn't do it yesterday thinking maybe, just maybe. So this is a great chance to take your kid out for free. Take your family of four. Call 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to do that. Tickets are on me. It's a family four-pack coming up September 1 at SAP Center. You can sign up and learn more by going to Ticketmaster.com or go to KDOW.biz, KDOW.biz. All the information is there. Family four-pack right now, 800-516-1220. It's loud. That's one thing I'm going to tell you. If you ever go to a Sonoma race event and see NASCAR or Indy cars, and you've never seen it before, you're going to be like wowed by how noisy it is. Whether it's Blue Thunder, El Toro, Loco, Gravedigger, Monster Mutt, Dalmatian, Megalodon. You'll have a good time. Family of Four, the Monster Jam Triple Threat Series goes from August 31st through September 2nd at SAP Center in San Jose. Get tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Winner right now calls 800-516-1220. Family Four Pack to check out Monster Jam Triple Threat Series Saturday, September 1 at 7. Winning. It's... I've been to one Monster Truck event... It's crazy loud. And if you're into that kind of like power and torque and craziness, it's a lot of fun, especially for kids. Family four pack. Be a hero. There's actually a lot of great places to eat out by the SAP Center. So it's a seven o'clock show. Hit there four. Uh, some po' boys right across the street. Little jazz, little live music. Anyhow, and anyway, off topic, those tickets are yours. If you call 800-516-1220. China and the U.S. is going to hold next round of trade talks. Yay. But that's not coming for a little bit. Citigroup has settled U.S. charges of bad controls. Uh, I'm okay with you owning Citibank as your bank or Bank of America. Um, I'm not against it. Kroger is beginning tests of driverless grocery delivery. Have you been... I don't know who I'm talking to right now, so it's a big audience. But I've been in Palo Alto, I've been in Alameda before, and I've seen a little robot. And when I say a little robot, it kind of looks like um, a, a, a portable dog kennel. A dog kennel? A portable dog kennel? And it's got four wheels, and inside you look and there's groceries. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't. It's, it's, it bother, it's bothersome. And you're like, could someone just pick it up and run? Are you sure they could? I don't know. I think in the South, they're going to shoot it. You see that thing coming on my property? Well, that's the sidewalk. It's not your property. Shoot it. Okay, Dale. Shoot it with an arrow. <laughs> you want to hear funny? Oh, I have cousins from Alabama, and this is just one of those stories. You can't make this up. I have cousin, cousins in Alabama, right? And um, I remember hearing a story that they would go out to the barn with a bow and arrow. And some kids play flashlight tag. Some kids play like red light, green light. Some kids play hide and seek. The kids from my family on the cousin side from Alabama, they would shoot an arrow straight up in the sky and say, run! That's right. And the arrow comes back down. 
And if it doesn't go through your head and kill you, you win. No, God, please, no, no, no. All right. Oh. You know, the best part about Trump's presidency is you don't really take anything that he says for real. Like, he'll say, I like the strong dollar. And then the next day, he's like, I like a weaker dollar. And you're like, okay, okay. President Trump looks to have changed his tune on the dollar, at least for now, after repeatedly talking down the value of the currency in the past. He was, he was raving today that investors are pouring money into the greenback, the dollar, a development that would tend to push the currency up, not down, saying, you know, we are what everyone wants to be. Money's flowing in the United States. so Which is a very good thing. Down. Which is a very, very Yet, good thing. Yesterday, though, Mr. Trump, he did mention that you didn't like the stronger dollar because... It creates a little bit of inflation, and anyhow, I know what's good. It'd just be nice if you'd be. I know, I know. I give you the benefit of the doubt. You are the president of the United States. You know what that says, right? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Apple just had an all-time high today, huh? Looked like it was going to stall out after it broke that trillion-dollar play. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Uber is investing its revenue in everything from scooters and bikes to flying taxis. Is Uber now, like, they're going to come public in 2019, it looks like. Do we now kind of look at them and say they are a transport company? Are they a tech company? Are they a logistics company? We know that there was companies like Birds and Lime that got into uh, scooters in San Francisco and Santa Monica and other parts of the California. And residents got pissed. They're like, why are you dumping scooters anywhere you want? So Uber and Lyft have kind of played that government, that government you know, uh, city council game before. And they're getting into scooters. So it wants to infiltrate your life with ride-sharing services. Uber's generated about $2.8 billion in revenue last quarter, up 63% from the same time a year ago. It's pretty good growth. Company reported a net loss for the quarter of $890 million, down from their $1.06 billion second quarter loss a year ago. And again, not bad numbers. Spending is a sign of growth and ambition for expanding tech companies. So when they spend more... We expect them to get more revenue. And we go, okay, we'll, we'll ignore that loss. Just one day turn off that, that, that money-losing tap. So spending last year, if you looked at Netflix and Amazon, two of the biggest corporate spins, and you're like, give it to the shareholders. Give, it, give me a dividend. Give me more earnings. Nope. That's not how it works sometimes. Netflix generated $11.7 billion in revenue with net income of $558 million and it spent billions on TV content and movie content. I found myself last night playing around with Netflix because uh, I was playing around with my Apple TV and Netflix on it. And I was checking out some of the new beta features on uh, Apple TV. Nothing that'll change your life. Just everything works better together. Uh, but long story short, um, I found myself looking at, at Netflix and there's so much content there, and most of it's pretty good. So whether you're watching the Earth, like, if you have kids, like, oh, you get to the point where you're like, no SpongeBob, no. You get to the point where, like, Thomas Train is, is evil. 
So you, you do everything you can to like put on like a show about elephants or something. Oh, sad day for Arby's. <laughs> Not really. But Wendy's owns Arby's, and they're selling its steak and Arby's owner, Inspire, for $450 million. Where's the beef? Wendy's, where's the beef? That's right. And Arby's uh, roast beef sandwiches? Is that what they were famous for? I think so. Wendy's has agreed to sell its steak and Arby's backer, Inspire, marking the latest ownership change in a rapidly shifting restaurant industry. Fast food. Um, is basically, you know, Wendy's is saying we want to focus on something else. Now, again, you probably remember like Buffalo Wild Wings is going to be buying, is going to go private. Um, Wendy's and Buffalo Wild Wings, were they going to get together? Um, so Arby's now stands on their own. Are they, are they going to our taco? Are they going to Taco Bell? Uh, what sort of combinations are we going to get out of this? What sort of bastardizations? Hey, small financial tip for you. I was driving yesterday, parking lot, and the choice, park my car near a car with lots of dents or park my car near a car with, with no dents. A uh, wise man said, don't park new car next to car with mini dents. I'm going to do a whole show of just Chinese proverbs with a bad Chinese accent. They're all financially oriented. It's coming. It's coming. Oh... Anyway, um, Twitter CEO last night, Jack Dorsey, he came across as he came across as, as a thinker. He got on NBC's nightly news. Um, he's doubled down on his criticism of Facebook and YouTube for moving the Infowars host Alex Jones. Alex Jones is one of those radio guys who, if you can't sell advertising for like talking about aliens coming to the planet and you can't sell advertising for legitimate radio news. And if you can't sell advertising, you end up with an Alex Jones at some point where he's willing to say anything, uh, in order to have his voice heard. But he was one of the guys who came out and said, you know, uh, Newton elementary didn't happen. And that's just abominable. And he's talked about, you know, telling his followers to get their rifles and attack the media. And you're like, Wow. Um, but Dorsey came across as pretty thoughtful. Um, he was on with Lester Holt. If you get a chance to go to YouTube and watch the clip of it, I think you'll see that tech companies ha- are trying to have a conscience. Um, and, you know, he talked about how he, he thinks some people are inconsistent, but that doesn't mean that they should be banned from the platform. And he says, we could have done things better, and we're, we're be- pretty slow to respond. Um... So Lester Holt, as a media guy, said that, you know, the whole battle rifle things sent a chill up my spine. And Dorsey agreed. It was kind of a nice interview, a nice talk. Jack Dorsey's other company, Square, is, I think, way more interesting than Twitter. But I'll leave you to that to figure out on your own. Tesla's on track to make 8,000 Model 3s. An analyst said who visited the plant in Fremont. Fremont plant's well-placed for higher output. So Bernstein's upping their target price and saying the company going private, probably not going to happen. So let's stop talking like that. It's kind of interesting. I thought. Um, it's been a wild ride for Tesla recently. Uh, their CEO is now coming across as maybe a little on the crazy side. And a lot of people don't. A lot of people. I can't invest with that is what I'm going to get down to. Is Someone asked me the other day. 
via email. What do you think about Elon Musk and talking about the 420 price target going private? It's currently at 350. I, that sounds like a good return to me. And uh, I just I can't go with it. I know it sounds odd, but when you have a CEO who's just he's a little too inconsistent for me. I think he's smart. I think he's brilliant. But I can't go with that on the idea that one day, one day soon my prince will come. I can't go with the idea that uh, they just lose too much money. So that's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. Um, too dramatic of a company. And if you were to hear that somehow, some way, some shape, some form, that Elon Musk has found a way for him to make a lot of money while leaving you, the shareholder, holding less than him, as far as fairness goes, you'd be like, yeah, I believe that. I believe he'd do that. So I'm going to say no. Interesting news on housing. The housing market is tipping back to a buyer's market as sellers are cutting prices. Now, I know, I know, I know. Realtors are going, thank you. We've heard this before. Real estate always goes up. So the housing market's tipping back to a buyer's market slowly. Approximately 14% of all listings in June had undergone a price cut. Now, I don't care what you say. This is the time where there should be more demand. Uh, June, now that we're actually into August, you can make a sense of if it hasn't sold now, do a price cut. So the recent low of 11.7% of listings that have gone through a price cut at the end of 2016, that tells you that 14% now we're trending into more price cuts. Home price growth is slowing in nearly half of the 35 largest U.S. metropolitan markets in San Diego, which the movie man Anchorman told me means something that it ultimately didn't. I and I look scotch. stupid. I love scotch. Scotchy, scotch, scotch. Scotchy, scotch, Here scotch. Here goes down. Down into my belly. Mm-mm-mm. So in San Diego, 20% of all listings had a price cut up from 12% a year ago. Now, again, I could pull out the individual markets. You could say, like, oh, you're, you're slanting it. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to sell you anything. After several years of rich home price gains, the market appears to have found a limit to what people can afford. Sellers are finally responding by increasingly lowering prices. You got a little bit of rising mortgage rates, and that's hurting. You got affordability being changed by the rising mortgage rates. The housing market has recovered from its epic crash in the last decade. Home prices began to gain slowly. And the last couple of years, they've increased their pace as far as price increases go. Um, supply and demand. So as millennials aged into their home buying years, home builders did not and still are not using the, meeting the, riding, uh, the rising demand. So prices have gone up. They've had nowhere to go but up until now. The housing market is tilted sharply in favor of sellers over the past two years, but there's increasingly signs that we're starting to shift. Now, again, all markets are local, local, local. In Austin, Texas, a very strong housing market thanks to a recent influx of tech jobs. More homes are seeing price cuts as well. So you could say San Diego is seeing the price cuts. In Seattle, the hottest market in the nation, 12% of all listings had a cut. That's the largest share in over four years. So I don't care how you slice it, dice it, or cut it. Um, Zillow says the markets that have, could have weakness in the next year, San Jose, Indianapolis, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, interesting, right? 
I'm Rob Black, talking money and investing. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. One area that I don't have a strong command of is Motown. I think I did when I was younger, and there was like Motown type of radio stations, but those kind of disappeared on me. And I don't know why. Maybe I just aged out of being cool or what have you, but... Yeah, we, we lost uh, Aretha Franklin today, the Queen of Soul, the greatest singer of all time. Dies at age 76 in her Detroit home, surrounded by family and friends. That's the way to go, right? She'd been battling different types of illnesses, and man, that's got us. Getting old is not for wimps. Decline in health has spread over the past few days. She's gotten visitors from... Royalty in the music and entertainment world. Stevie Wonder, Beyonce, and JC dedicated their Monday concert in Motor City to Franklin. Talk about opening doors for generations of, of different types of artists. The fact that she's a woman, the fact that she's a person of color, like, holy mackerel. I'm going to have to watch a documentary on her, like, probably tonight or tomorrow. I'm feeling that. Sadly, that's also the same thing that Kate Spade, when she died, the company that owns her collection of purses, stock went higher because people are going to get more bags. Sadly, I've not really cared about Aretha Franklin for 30 years. And now today I'm waxing all nostalgic about it. She was born in Memphis, 1942. Fun city to visit, by the way, Memphis. I wouldn't want to live there. They got flying cockroaches. Enough said, right? But uh, it's on the Mississippi. Um, they've got a great sports complex. Tons of culture. It feels like you just get a lunch and you're getting culture. So, uh, Aretha Franklin. So, there's a fountain filled with no blood. With blood. The R-E-S-P-E-C-T. She spelled respect. You make me feel like a natural woman, which I probably won't sing that to you because that'll come back and haunt me. Whoa. Whoa. Anyhow, um, Aretha Franklin. She did my country tizzity on inauguration, uh, but she's had a rough, rough 10 years. Um, tons of tumors and unspecified illness, pancreatic cancer. Uh, once again, a reminder, it's a get all of us. It is coming for you. Death is coming. Time moves on. So, some big morning movers today. Walmart is soaring. Oops, one more. Aretha. Kevin Durant. Is he the greatest basketball player of all time? He is a superstar, I know that. He and Will Smith are amongst the high-profile investors in a $15 million fund seeking to bring more diversity to Silicon Valley. This is kind of cool. There's been a lot of news in the last week about Golden State Warriors and, you know, is it fair that the way they're doing business and signing players for smaller contracts than they deserve just so they can continue to win and almost promise a win? Durant, one of the things that he said was, I wanted to come to Golden State because of Silicon Valley. 
when he met with management, he was just overwhelmed by how many opportunities there would be presented to him. Uh, again, I don't know if that's true or false, but it's kind of a hidden genius project. Um, Andre Iguodala and Durant have ample tech investments. And it's kind of interesting to me, right? We keep hearing stories about athletes who run out of money three or four years after their, their career is over. Um, but you don't see people using their huge amounts of wealth investing. And again, if you don't think LeBron James and Michael Jordan should be mentioned the same breath as Bill Gates or uh, Jeff Bezos, I disagree. So as far as social impacts that they can have. Um, but yeah, just, you know, woeful, woeful track record of diversity and technology. So, and uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Dropbox have had some gains, but woeful, woeful history, in my opinion. It's all the broker advisor for security action on the show. So, <clears throat> again, hitting the top stories of the day, it, it's kind of in, end of summer, and this week has been a classic week so far of up, down, up, down, up. And uh, not a lot's changed. J.C. Penney's is tumbling. Is that a surprise? <laughs> Probably not, right? Um, J.C. Penney's, I feel, is a problem. Uh, down 19% today. It's buck 93. They lost 38 cents a share. For the full year, it expects to lose 80 cents to a buck a share. Before, we had expected a, a small profit, but at least profit. Now they're saying we're going to lose way more than we thought. What do you do with the JCPenney? Who owns that stock? Just people who are trying to like buy a $2 stock to take it three? Ooh, not me. Best Buy is up today. They acquired healthcare services provider Great Call in an $800 million all-cash deal. I saw this story, and I did a little investigation to Great Call, and they kind of do a service where I've fallen and I can't get up. So a medical alert service for people. I'm not quite sure what Best Buy is thinking yet, but I'll be interested to learn. Cisco's up big today, up 6%. Better than expected quarter. NetApp reported first quarter earnings. And um, pretty good quarter. But they lowered their next quarter. So it's down because not of what they did was pretty good. It's down because of what they're going to do in the near future. A little bit weaker than expected. Rita Franklin takes us to break. Rest in peace. Lots of channels. Nothing to watch. Especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525.